Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Did you miss me yesterday? This one-man show was slowed down by food poisoning. As I sat at my computer, started to record, or was preparing to record, I should say, I started to just shut down. And before you know it, I was laying down and I was out of commission, knocked out for the night. I'll spare you all the details of what that unpleasant experience was like, but it was not fun. And speaking of unpleasant experiences, one thing that I have noticed, and I'm sure you have as well, there's been a shift in vibes as far as what's going on in this NFT space. And it has been a very unpleasant experience, especially over the last week or so. If you've noticed around this whole Utes whitelist experience that has been taking place over the last couple weeks, really a lot of fallout has happened between all the people involved. And of course, the whole ETH and Soul division. And there's just a lot of things going on right now that has created a lot of FUD in the market. So today we're going to discuss what is everything that's going on, what are all these elements, and what are we going to do moving forward to get back to a positive and more productive space. First and foremost, a lot of this really is centered around the whole D-Gods experience and they're getting ready to do their whole Utes thing. I've covered them before in just brief, just detail, just breezing over the project. But in case you haven't really heard what's going on with D-Gods, and that is the premier project right now on Solana. And right now at the point of recording this, the floor is around 430, 450 soul or so. It's getting a lot of traction. There's a lot of sales and activity. However, at the peak, while everyone was trying to get their mints onto this whole Ute list, which is their second mint, D-God's floor was all the way up to 550 Sol. So in case you're not familiar with the whole Solano ecosystem right now, Sol is trading around in the 30s of dollars, of course. And so we're talking anywhere between 12,000 and 16,000 that swing over the last couple of days. As far as the Solana projects goes, this is definitely up there as far as the floor. And this is, I guess you would say, the bored apes of over on Solana. Now, with this whole Utes thing, with the mint price is in their currency that their holders were getting primarily for staking the D-Gods. Any of the holders that had them, each day it was occurring a certain amount of this token called dust. And to mint the use, it was 375 dust. And at the peak of it, right before the mint, when everything was going on, that would equivalent to about 1200 US dollars. And right now, with everything being down, of course, the price fell as soon as it started to mint. And it's about $750 right now. But this project has a lot going on. Just as I said, this is like the Solana version of the Bored Apes. So much is going on. They have the tokenomics, similar to what's going on with the Ape coin. They have this Dust coin. They have all sorts of different things as far as utility for holders. This, of course, this is the second generation. So sort of like the whole uh, mutants and the kennel club and all of those different things. So there's definitely a lot of thought that has gone into it. And just like the Yuga Labs, what they did with the board Apes, of course, those holders are earning and they have the ability to spend that on something in the future. So going back to Yuga Labs, what they did with earning that Ape coin that was how you had to purchase the other deeds, of course, the land that they're building in the metaverse. And that is how you purchased it. So D-Gods have that, the dust, and how you purchase the Utes is using dust. So a lot of similarities here on how these things are going. But of course, I'm not going to say that they're stealing ideas or anything. I mean, right now, everyone is borrowing, copying, and pasting, and rightfully so, seeing what works in one project and bringing it over and then innovating on it and building on it. And 
doesn't matter what chain they're on. If it's a good idea, it is a good idea. And just like ApeCoin, Frank D. Gods, who is the head of this project, has promised that the dust token is going to have value well after the mint. It's going to be a continued thing. So there's going to be other utility. And of course, the Utes and the D-Gods are still going to be earning as the holders are holding them. There is a period of time when this is going to uh, get cut off. And there's uh, just like with ETH and everything, it is deflationary. Each period, the amount actually goes down. And that's what deflationary means. It's going down. It's being reduced as opposed to inflationary. So for example, what we're seeing with the prices of everything right now, it's taking more dollars to make those purchases. That is inflation. So the opposite would be it would take less dollars or there would be less in circulation and things would cost less and so forth. But going back to this whole thing, why there was so much craziness going around is primarily it started around the whole whitelisting process for the D-Gods project, or I should say the Yeats project, because there was a long process. You had to apply to it and you had to do all sorts of things. And a lot of people were just upset. They're like, look, we have jobs. We have things to do. We can't possibly meet the requirements and do all of this. Some people were saying they were favoring high-leveled influencers and A-list people within the NFT space and all sorts of different things. So there was a lot going on. People were starting to get upset. And of course, people who did not make the cut, who did not make this Ute list, they got on Twitter and they started to FUD. They started to complain about the process and throw shade and mud everywhere. And of course, that's when everything really became a poop show, for lack of a better word. And then, of course, that's when ETH folks started to jump in, started to fight against Seoul and say this is a joke. And, of course, I opened this whole thing up by comparing Basie and D-Gods. This is not something that Basie holders would be absolutely in favor of. They would actually be upset. So a lot of division actually started on Twitter. They started to war with each other about, I can't believe that they're being compared to us because we're talking about a $15,000 NFT versus the floor price of Basie right now at the point of recording this is 75 ETH, which is about $100,000. So they're not even in the same league. And of course, that's how that whole ego and swinging and bag throwing and waving and trying to show off against each other really started. And that just spilled over into just re really the rest of the NFT space. And it was crazy. There was a lot of spaces being held, a lot of tweets, some of the most prominent and influential Basie holders were going after the D-Gods. It was just an awful environment. So anyone that walked into that, it was like walking into a room when two friends are in a fight and it's, what are we going to do? Just walk out. I don't want to take sides. So it was really awkward. And the best analogy that I could possibly think of is like the whole East Coast, West Coast beef. If you're old enough to remember what happened during the 90s with Tupac and Biggie, I was in elementary school going into high school. However, I happened to be a very big fan of them following everything that was going on and everything. And I just remember it being all over the media that there was East Coast and West Coast beef. And the media really hyped up the thing and blew it out of proportion. And that's what's happening on Twitter right now. If you walk into Twitter or I should say just stroll down the news feed or uh, just stumble down the wrong hole, you might think that there is like a big East Coast, West Coast beef as far as ETH versus Solana. And you think that people are at war with each other, but generally speaking, there's just a few very loud people. And just like with the whole East Coast, West Coast beef with Biggie and Tupac, really, it was two former friends having an argument in the public and a few of their friends took sides and it just got very loud, a lot of media coverage. And before you know it, you thought it was two coasts of the country against each other. So really, some people would have this painted as if there was an NFT civil war. It is ETH versus Solana. And of course, people like to take their sides, like to weigh in. They like to say different things. However, I can definitely say 
it all depends on what sort of feed that you're looking on and which people you're following and, and all of that. But generally speaking, most of us, the vast majority of us, don't take sides. We think ETH is great for certain things. We think Solana is great for certain things. We think Wax is better for other things. We think Cardano is cool for this. We think Tezos. So it's like as far as saying one blockchain is superior to another, it really depends on the use case and all of that. But you cannot tell that based on how things are being thrown around and sling right now. People are talking about the values and all of this. And it just really is a pretty sleazy looking space when you have two people that are very wealthy. They hold some of the most expensive NFTs in the space and they're throwing it around as to how much one's wallet is worth over another. And that's just not really comfortable to be in. So my whole theory on how we're going to counter all of this, and hopefully this sort of calms down, doesn't really just escalate and take over people's news feeds, is to counter them with positivity. All of us positive folks are generally a lot more quiet than the people that are being negative. So let's just say 2% of this whole NFT space, the whole community is in this war taking sides, and whether it is Basie's camp or whether it is the D-God's camp over on Seoul or whatever it might be, they're just so loud. But what about the other, other 98% that is really not involved in that. We need to get on Twitter. We need to get in the space and just share all the positive things that's happening. And if you've been on my Twitter feed recently, I'm highlighting all the projects that I enjoy and love and just all positive stuff that's going on right now. And I really, for the most part, haven't been covering all this stuff and all the division and all that, because for the most part, I'm seeing positive things on my newsfeed. It's just that once I get into one of these people who are involved in this fight, look on their feed and start to see this is a lot of back and forth going on. And that's when it starts to go sideways pretty quickly. But once I come back over to my normal circles of positivity and all that, it's okay. Yeah, this is refreshing. This really isn't the majority. That is just that sector of this space. And it's really a toxic environment if you're involved in all of this. So if you are looking for, let's say, some positive vibes on your news feed and you want to get away from all of that, you don't want to compare bags, you don't want to necessarily sling which one is better, warring against Solana or ETH, whose project is more professional and more valuable and all of that stuff. A few areas that I highly recommend that you just start to look, and I'm not going to say in any blockchain or anything, but just look for these types of projects. In my opinion, you're going to find a lot more positive people and really enjoy the space. And if you spend more time with these people, follow them. I guarantee that your newsfeed is going to change and be a lot more positive. And the first place that I'm going to recommend that you check out is the female-led projects or the women-led projects, whatever you want to call them. I know they might be having different labels nowadays and what have you, but I'm just saying the ones that are primarily were branded as women-led projects in the spring tend to be very positive. But let's be honest, most of these arguments as far as going back and forth, who's worth more, which project is better and all the tech, it's primarily men that are having these arguments. I have yet to see any women that are involved in this argument. So as far as that goes, that is why I recommend checking out some of these women-led projects because it is just a much more positive and supportive environment. I know this might rub people the wrong way, might not be politically correct, but the ones that I've experienced and trust me, I was never chasing anything led by women-led projects or minority-led projects or anything. It's just when I stumbled in the hole and I realized, okay, I found one great one. And then, of course, like I said, that news feed, the algorithm, the people I started to follow, it really just tailored everything. So I started to see more of those. And those are very positive. 
Now, the next one is 3D projects. Again, doesn't matter which chain it is, but if we're talking about projects that have full 3D, like you have your avatars that you can pull up and use as Snapchat filters, pull into the metaverse, do all sorts of different things, play them in games and so forth. While they're putting so much into the tech, those projects are generally more into the tech and just really seeing the development of everything that's going on in the space. And those ones are generally positive. Projects that are primarily educational based, whether it is educating new people coming into Web3 or it is educating people on financial literacy, educating people about different cultures, sensitivity, anything of that nature. Education-based projects are typically not about the floor price, the value of everything. It is about the impact that they're trying to create and what they're trying to spread, whatever mission they're on. And also that would be like the service-based ones or the charity ones. They're very positive, all about the impact that they're going to have outside of Web3. They just happen to be using this technology and these blockchains and everything as a way to advance that mission. So those projects are typically going to be surrounded by a lot of positive people, right? Those are just a few areas that I would highly recommend that you check out. And if your newsfeed seems to be too negative, just start following some projects that fit into those categories. Obviously, I didn't name any projects. I didn't name any blockchains, but those categories, in my opinion, are the most positive ones. So hopefully you find all of this interesting and it is helpful and you can enjoy this space because I truly do. And it just bothers me to see all the FUD and all the division and everything that's going on right now. There's very few of us here already. So we don't want to chase anybody out that's going to just lose the taste and the appetite for all of this because of all the bickering and the back and forth. And that is just as unpleasant as me having that food poisoning. So with that said, I just want to say thank you for sticking around, listening to this episode, supporting weathering the storm through this bear market and everything that we're doing. If there are any other projects or types of projects that I should say that you find to be very positive, like the type of thing that is just a breath of fresh air from everything, please feel free to reach out to me. Let me know at Tropic Vibes on Twitter or the traditional method, email and such that is in the show notes. But thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.